Ladies and gentlemen and everyone in between or out of between, welcome to Two Nerdy Black Guys, formerly known as Shooting the Shit with Two Nerdy Black Guys. I'm one of the nerdy black guys. My name is David. Some of you also may know me as DJM. Some of you might know me as David Majors. Whichever. It's all good. I answer to all of them. It's it's fine. The other nerdy black guy to my internet right, your internet left, the incomparable, the inimitable, the indomitable megastar from Drunk Kids Gaming and DKG Welp, the real reason you're listening to this podcast, let's be frank, a Mr. Brandon Cooper King Cass. What's up, Cass? Um, okay. I'm glad to hear it. I'm glad to hear it. Well, Kaz, we've been doing Two Nerdy Black Guys for quite a while now, and this podcast has always been a bit more laid back, a bit more free form. For those of you out there that listen to East Meets West, that's kind of the idea of Two Nerdy Black Guys. We've never really kept it concrete until now, Kaz. We're going to do things... (laughs) traditional style and we're gonna do a straight up old-fashioned podcast review episode we watched something on the netflix and and i threw out the idea hey hey kiss why why don't you uh why don't you and i do the old review of this show there mr cooper what do you think about that and Kaz, I said i thought that was a pretty good idea he he enabled me once again, everybody. Kaz is enabling crazy old DJM on another one of his harebrained schemes. And this time on Two Nerdy Black Eyes, we are doing a traditional podcast episode in which we are reviewing Marvel's The Defenders. Tell us a little bit about it, Kaz, before we jump in. So The Defenders is the culmination of the series of Marvel shows that have been uh, shown on Netflix. So uh, it started with Daredevil, uh, the blind lawyer, Matt Murdock, who at night dresses as a superhero and goes out and saves the world, uh, which then led into Jessica Jones, the, the superpower wielding, which I don't, I don't really know how to explain the difference in the, the Jessica Jones and, what I know of the comic book Jessica Jones and the show Jessica Jones, because they're kind of vastly different. Um, but to, to the then Luke Cage story, uh, the, the black man who is unbreakable. Uh, and then you get to uh, the Iron Fist, the lost who is now found boy who comes back with superpowers. Uh, comes back a kung fu fighting monk with a fist that can break anything. Um, and all of these lead into the Defenders. Uh, a bunch of non-traditional Marvel superheroes, not your Iron Mans, not your Incredible Hulks, uh, who all fight to protect New York City. Um, and, you know, they're not they're not your A-class superheroes. So you, you got you to gotta give them their own little space. And that's what this is. But Daredevil's up there. He he he's probably the one that has the most upward mobility. When you say, yeah, um, if if you kind of take the the Marvel history of things, it would be um, kind of in a in a weird order. Daredevil, 
Jessica Jones, Iron Fist, Luke Cage. Uh, but but those Always other three the kind black of man down, Cass. Well, they 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 fall on the same line. It's a it's a good race because um more so in the comic books than what you'll get in this series, Iron Fist and um Iron Fist and Luke Cage are are more friendly, and Jessica Jones and Luke Cage are very paired together. So those three kind of come as a package. Um, you don't really get one without the other because uh, there's a there's a really fun comic book series from the 80s called Heroes for Hire, which is literally Iron Fist and Luke Cage being buddy cops. Well, now that actually is intriguing. You, you saw a little bit of this in the actual Defender series, but we're going to get into that for a second. Uh, Kaz, how mm-hmm. familiar yeah. were you going into the Defenders with all of these Netflix series? Uh, did you watch them all? Uh, how familiar were yeah. you with them? I, I I watched them all, and and I am I am familiar with all of them, right? I'm I am very familiar with with the 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 shows, um, the Daredevil one, of course, because it was one I watched the longest ago it was least familiar to me um but i i watched them all i i had some time with them they're interesting definitely um of course iron fist being the one that's most fresh in my mind because it is the one that came out right before the defenders uh so it's it's interesting right i liked all the standalone shows um the reviews for Iron Fist weren't that great going in. Um, Ooh, people were same, mad about Iron Fist. They were mad. So, so let, let's have a let's have a brief conversation, right? And okay, if we do this and again, then, I know another. And then I, I will say that I think my jumping point for the Defenders. I, I said yesterday on Twitter that my thoughts on the Defenders are probably going to be rather controversial. But uh, let's yeah. jump in. Let's jump in with Iron Fist. Yeah, so Iron Fist, I think, falls into a really weird category for a lot of people, right? It, it It's a show that comes out in a time where people are really upset about the roles given to certain people in acting and in television and in movies and all these kind of things uh, where they think they should go to other people. Um and I think that partially is what hurt Iron Fist is that it came out in that in in this time frame because it is about a a rich white kid who gets lost somewhere in Asia and is found by a secret order of monks and then is given the key to the castle to be, you know, the 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 legendary the hero, the chosen, the chosen one, one of this Asian culture. Right. You know, with giant quotation marks, this Asian culture um and you know then he comes so, back Kaz, to so you tell me uh in in iron fist uh in, in the original material for iron fist is the character danny rand uh what is his ethnicity he's he is of he is of the caucasian race but it it's played <laughs> to be the fish out of water right it's played to be the non-traditional factor right he's this kid who shouldn't have been there and then he was there and because he was there he is kind of of a prophecy right he is he is the come 
not from us, but because of that, he is meant to do the greater good. And I, and it, it's a it's a it's a easily used trope, right? It's an easily used trope of we've been doing this for thousands of years and protecting people and no one knows. And now that you're here, you can now do the greater good. Right. And I think it's a fine trope to use for that context, but you know, it, it's hard to to look at a bunch of people and go, Hey, we're going to take all this kind of Asian culture and give it to someone who's not Asian, you know? So it, it's, I can understand how people feel about it, but I, I think it's fine overall. <laughs> So essentially, they were staying true to the source material. Yeah, and I think it plays. I see for me, and I know we're not necessarily talking about the Iron Fist series. We're we're talking about the Defenders, but for me, I think that is what plays into it is to have the fish out of water. Right? Yes. Could you write it so that oh, there's the there's the Asian kid from America who ends up in this place and then all you're ever going to do is confuse people with something like that i think i feel like right i don't think people can understand that fish out of water thing if you use a kid who's already asian right um i could think of a couple of examples that would fall under that category but we'll save that for another time Uh, i actually do there are a couple of examples that i can't think of but let's just go back to it Back back to the Defenders for a second, because uh, yeah, so, you said that uh, you watched them all. Uh, Kaz? I watched I'm all about this to, series leading up to it. I am about to blow your mind right now, Kaz. I did not watch any of them. None okay. of them. Th- you'll, not you'll a have one. a very unique experience, and I, I like that. And d- despite how much trouble this might get into me, I didn't even watch Luke Cage, Kaz. Didn't even watch the cage. I know I'm terrible. I'm, I'm, no, no, I'm not. Fine. I'm, I'm not invited to the cookout anymore. I'm not invited to the barbecue. I, I can't come. I understand, but yeah, I went into the Defenders 100 percent Matt Murdock blind, and I, I do think that in this case, I, I do have a perspective on the show that is probably going to be way different from everybody else and i really hope people that listen to this podcast really let me know what they think i really want to know what other people think about the defenders because i'm really interested in how other people that are familiar with the other netflix shows Mm -hmm. reacted to this show because i can already tell you that given the characters and given all that i took in with the series I'm really interested in how some people felt about the characters, and I'd really like your insight into this, Kaz, later yeah. on. So let's just jump in. We're we're in New York City. Luke Cage is out of jail. Jessica Jones is doing her thing as a PI. Matt Murdock is practicing pro bono law, and Danny Rand is back in New York, uh, hunting the hand, and while still kind of having, uh, keeping a, a finger or two with, uh, the Rand Corporation, which he is CEO. Uh, let's just jump in from there. So, you, you come to an, a, a fast forward, right? For, uh, after, 
after the Iron Fist series, you come to a fast forward where all these things are starting to come together. Um, Matt Murdock is in his era of I'm trying to give up the nightlife and only live in the day. Um, Jessica Jones is is very quietly trying to get over all the things that happened to her in her series while Luke Cage is trying to deal with being the hero who comes back right so in his series he comes out and he he ends up being the hero in the end to to all the people of harlem um and i i think it's played up a little bit too much right of the 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 black hero of the black community kind of thing um was a little bit much i think uh but i get it um and he's trying to just jump right back in and and save people and and help people make the right choices by by using his abilities or using whatever he can to be helpful. And this this for me is really hard to say, but everything after that is kind of meh, right? Um, because in what just, way? In what way? So you have all these things that that happen, right? And like I said, you're going to have a very unique experience of this, right? Because I sat through what one four four series before this, um, and you get to this point, and all these things have been building up, building up, building up, building up, building up since the Daredevil series, right? Um, you get less of them in Jessica Jones and and uh, Luke Cage. Uh, you don't get as much of the underworldy stuff that happens in, in and Iron Fist and specifically, Daredevil. Just for a second, specifically yes. with two characters you mentioned, uh, Jessica Jones and, and Luke Cage, I get the impression that these two were more than friends for a little bit. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. In the Jessica Jones series, there's like eight episodes of them just banging. Just, oh. just banging. Well, all right. Like, then. All right, not eight, not eight episodes. Maybe like four, four episodes of just straight. So you had the the unbreakable, bulletproof, superhuman strong dude, and the superhuman strong woman. This could have been mm-hmm. really dangerous, especially in New York. Like this is some serious oh, no. property damage. It's played up really funnily because they're both like, oh, wow, I've never, you know, really been able to go all out in sex before, um, you know, because I could hurt people. And with you, I could just go all out. So they just they have a lot of a lot, a lot of sex um, in that series, kind of maybe almost to the point where it's a little bit uncomfortable um, how much sex they had in the Jessica Jones series uh, with each other. Um, like like five full episodes, man. It's straight on porn. Um, no, it wasn't oh. that bad. But but it, it definitely is something they played up. Um, they they very much play up relationships in the series and things like that. There's a lot of that. Um, but the the contextual thing that becomes an issue for me, right, is. Through all this, the only interactions before this series that you get are Jessica Jones and Luke Cage. No one else interacts with each other before this. No one else is, seems like they've heard of each other before this. No one else 
has read a fucking newspaper before this, right? Because you get to not this, even you, about you get to this series. The, like you're saying they didn't even know about Daredevil. There, there are hums and haws, but it isn't. It isn't. But so you you get to the the scene where they they all meet each other, right? And you you have to realize because I how, do remember. I remember how Jessica was able to really kind of put it together because she's a PI. She was able to put together, okay, there's this dude. He he might be blind, but he can really move around a lot, and he lives in Hell's Kitchen in New York. I mm-hmm. wonder who he is. Well, she was able to yeah. put that together, to her credit. Yeah. But it it just seems like no one else. And 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 this is the problem with things like this, right? You you can only do so much. But I figured they would have done a lot more, knowing that these series at some point they they knew that these series are going to lead up to each other, right? I would I would have figured, especially after Jessica Jones and Luke Cage, you would do a little more interactions, just just even small ones here and there, so that you don't have such awkwardness that you have here, right? You you get to the Defenders and you get to this series and you have to play catch up of, oh well, what's everyone else been up to to this point? Right? And and then you have to do the whole like, oh man, this quirky thing has brought these quirky people together. And can and I just say just... that there is something in every superhero franchise everywhere that I'm so tired of. There is a trope that if I never see this again, I will be so happy. I'm so tired of the trope of the heroes all kind of meeting up with one another and then automatically fighting and not liking one another right away. Right. I, I'm I'm tired to death of that trope. I'm so yeah, and I, tired I am of as it. well. And I would have figured with you having this much lead up, you could you could you could get that out of the way, right? Like, don't get to this series and then decide to do that. Like, like I what I liked was one, I liked how eventually Danny Rand and Luke Cage, they actually seemed pretty cool with one another. And mm-hmm. obviously, you could clearly tell Luke Cage or Jessica Jones had some history, e- even as a novice to all of this, like I was. You could clearly tell these two had a thing or may even have a thing again in the future, whether it's through Jessica Jones's series, Luke Cage's series, or, or even another Defender series. Clearly, those two have some history and spoilers at the end. That door does not appear to be completely closed. So what I liked was, even though they did the whole, oh, the heroes don't get along, they've got to coexist to save the city, they moved on from that a lot quicker than a lot of other properties do. So I'll give them credit for that. Now, Kaz, I do want to talk about the individual Defenders characters. I do want to talk about them all, because I want to ask you a couple of things. Because I feel like one opinion that I'm going to have is probably going to be really controversial, and I'm probably going to get in in trouble for it. And one, I want to know, am I the only one or or am I just crazy? Number one, out of everyone in this show, the guy for me that came out looking the best was Danny Rand of the Iron Fist. Hmm. Because I feel like... He's the only one 
that from the beginning to now, he's the only one that really gets it. Like, okay, I have these superpowers. There's this evil organization. We got to do something about it. Like, okay, I I know you guys are all sniping at one another, but, you know, we got to do something. So So throughout this series, the one guy that I thought came out looking the best was Iron Fist, Danny Rand. So here's... The thing, right? And then this is going to suck for for people, right? Because I, I I'm going to give you a bit of backstory that that people listening probably already know. In the in the Iron Fist lore, right? The Iron Fist is the gatekeeper of Kung La, which is the 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 ancient organization, right? That that the Hand is after, in a sense. He is the the defender of Kung La and his role as the iron fist is to defeat the hand right so him him you know crash landing in this place and then being brought up by these monks to then be the iron fist has been beaten into him like literally that it is his duty as the iron fist to defeat the hand and there is nothing else um because of his fish out of water uh thing he he once he has that, he goes home because he wants to reunite with his family. Um, it, it, he finds that even through that, everything leading up to that, the death of his parents, all this stuff has been led to by the hand. So now it gives him even more of a reason to want to, to kill them. Um, whereas for Matt Murdock in his series, he, he trains under the stick. He he learns how to do this so that he could do the thing that he does, which is become daredevil and try to right wrongs, um, which is all he's ever been about. And then as he goes along, he finds out that the stick is also fighting this, this underground organization called the hand. And he's like, okay, this is a wrong. I'm going to try to write it. And he realizes he is, he is very underpowered to do this thing and he realizes how far outreaching their their organization is and how much he can do and can't do and he comes to kind of a stalemate with where he goes to with the hand which is then where you find him at right he's at this stalemate and this end pass where he's he's done a lot he did a lot in his two series um because I think it was two series. I think there's two Daredevil series or something like that. Um, and he's trying to just now regain his life, which is kind of the problem I have, right? I don't like any of the side characters from Daredevil. I don't like his best friend. I don't like his love interest. The only other side character from the Daredevil series that I liked was the stick, the, the, the sensei, the teacher. I, um, I will say that I I liked Trish, the talk show host. I did like her. Well, she's from she's from Jessica Jones. She's Jessica ah, Jones' okay. best friend. Also, uh, uh, something I didn't know: uh, the absolutely exceptional Carrie Ann Moss is in Jessica Jones. So that that mm. had me intrigued. And <laughs> I, I one I I love Carrie Ann Moss. I I do. I I love her in everything. So that that was a plus for Jessica Jones. That that was one thing. 
about Jessica Jones that had me intrigued for about a second. But Kaz, yeah. I got to talk about Jessica Jones. Yeah. Holy shit. This bitch, Jessica Jones. <laughs> oh my God, Kaz. What? I, I guess what I would ask is, yeah. I, I find a show revolving around a character like this for me, this is a very tough sell. Because throughout this entire series, and anyone out there is welcome to explain it to me. Again, I'm the noob. I'm the novice. Holy shit, Jessica Jones. Ugh. That, that's all I can really say. It's sell, a hard sell me, to sell me on this character. Sell me on this show. Because oh no, Jesus I can't. I can't sell Christ. you on that character. There's no way I can sell you on that character. Um, at all. I can't. I just there's there's no way I could do that. Um, she's a very she's a very particular character, right? She's the the emo just bitchy never has a good attitude never has a good outlook always gonna have the worst outlook but somehow finds a way to be a good person and it confuses you right it it confuses you that somebody who reacts to things like that finds a way to be a good person in the end because you just you can't understand it and overall you would think she would have more problems and it, it's hard because she's only coming off one series and then into this. And I think the character, as hard as it is to say after, you know, uh, two seasons has very little development, right? Um, because she is so much, tr- well, no, she has a lot of development, but she's trying to hide behind the tougher exterior. Right. And that's what her character is. She she puts up this giant wall around her and then tries to hide in it and and be this really, really tough, like, you know, person that she's actually not. Um, And there are people along the way who bring the softness out of her, you know, Luke Cage, other people, Trish, her her sister slash best friend. Um but it's still it's still a really hard character to like no matter what and her ser- her series does a pretty good job of making you kind of care about her but i will say it's kind of a daunting series to get through when you when it's a character like that um and it's just rough it's just rough the the most redeeming quality of that that series is the inner turmoil that you get to watch, but you don't get to see it here. You only get to see the tough exterior of what I would like to know is uh, who, who is the target audience for Jessica Jones? Who who are the Jessica Jones fans? Because in the case of daredevil, I, I can see the appeal of daredevil. I can see the appeal of iron fist. I can see the appeal of Luke cage. Mm-hmm. With Jessica Jones just as a character, mm-hmm. not including the the people around her. Wow, wow. <laughs> she was rough to sit through. Yeah, she was really rough to sit through. Yeah, 
it's 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 hard it's hard it's it's a it's a hard character right and that, i mean that's what it's supposed to be it's supposed to be this hard luck character and it, it it's probably confusing to see why luke cage is so kind of like you know oh, what's up by heart you know because you're probably like no what no she's a disgusting human like why are you so like taken by her and, and but, luke cage is like this almost saint he wants to do yeah. so much good yeah um <laughs> it's just it's funny it's just it's really funny to to have that perspective right because i even after watching her series i still kind of have that perspective about her character that i'm just like oh god damn it to fucking something redeeming about you please <laughs> like, it's okay really so hard. so it's not just me it's not just me no 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 it's okay. not just you but i will say like the the surprising fact for me that you were taken in so much by by the Danny Rand character, the Iron Fist character, is is odd to me because also him, right? To me, he's a giant man child, and I thought from his series to here, he would have learned a bit more, but he still comes off in certain ways as a giant man child. He, he um, is absolutely a man child, Kaz, but he's a man child with heart. And he's a yeah. man child with conviction. Yeah, that, that's kind of and, the, and I the... and I truly respect that. I I love a character with real conviction. Uh, I've said <laughs> many many times how much I I love Superman. How I don't think I like Captain America too much, but I I I appreciate his conviction. Yeah, those, and those think, are all kind I of. I think the same that's what it right? did for for me in in Danny Rand and and even to a degree Luke Cage who make no mistake I will be watching Luke Cage in the not too distant future. Uh, I'll be watching Iron Fist and Luke and Luke Cage in in the not too distant future. And I think that's another thing why I saw those two uh, Iron Fist and and Luke Cage kind of almost getting along and, and when you mentioned that they were a buddy cop comic before it was like oh okay so so those two definitely are are cool eventually because at the beginning of the series luke cage danny ran here's this witch rich white dude here's this dude from harlem they kind of have a conflict but then they realize once iron fist punches luke cage there's that first little bit of respect like oh okay this, this kid has some talent all right cool and then over time, they grow to have a little bit of respect for one another, probably more than any of the other characters in the show. So I I definitely appreciate those two the most. Daredevil's Daredevil. He he doesn't really need much more storytelling or depth. Yeah, he's we've had all two seen him. seasons. Um, we've he's had two seasons of of storytelling. So we have enough of Daredevil. I would love to see him kind of uh, tell me, Cass, uh, as I said, I haven't watched any. How much of the Daredevil series is him balancing his legal career with being the devil of Hell's Kitchen? Because one thing I love is when you see a superhero that actually does have a real life and you actually see that real life because one of the things that i loved back in the day with the superman animated series and that 
is that every once in a while you would see what would be called the Clark Kent stories, where it mm-hmm. would be 90% Clark doing investigating and writing and, and tracking down criminals, and then Superman only coming in when absolutely necessary. I loved those stories where, where even he would say, I want Clark to do this one. I want Clark Kent. I am intrigued at the idea of how much Matt Murdock does in the Daredevil series. So if you can tell me, how, how much of there is Matt Murdock in comparison to Daredevil? I have to remember because that was so long ago, but I will. So I will say this. And, and you know, this is once again something we've talked about with Bruce Wayne and Batman. I love mm-hmm. seeing the Bruce Wayne stuff. I love yeah. seeing that stuff. So I'm really curious about how much of Matt Murdock we get to see. So there's two characters um, in the Defenders that you don't get a lot of, but it's it's uh, Foggy, the other lawyer, the the kind of chubby guy who's Matt's best friend since college, and the reporter who starts out as a woman that he rescues and then becomes their their assistant to help them get their law firm up and going. Um, and season one probably has more of what you're looking for. Uh, cause season two is kind of more the journey of, of, uh, who he was and who he is and why he is. Um, but season one is more of the initiating the plan, right? Because he did all this training. He's done all this stuff. Um, and this is the culmination, right? Of the, the execution of going from, just being Matt Murdock to now being Matt Murdock and the Daredevil. And it does a really, really good job of doing that story type justice. Cause we've seen it a lot, right? We've seen it a hundred times over a hundred different mediums, especially with Bruce Wayne, Spider, he said, um, of balancing that out, but it does it really well in the aspect of a person who doesn't have superpowers, right. Or doesn't have the means to, to do these, these things that maybe Bruce Wayne can do. Right. He doesn't, Bruce Wayne never really has a lot of people to hide things from, right. Because Alfred knows the the closest of the close are already in on it. Um, whereas Spider-Man is kind of more the jokiness of it, right. Because his life is just always a jumble and a juggle. Um, so it it just becomes more things to juggle. So you go from the easy, nice balance of the Matt Murdock life to now having to balance these things out, showing up late. Well, you're never you've never been late before. Oh, man, this thing happened and that thing happened. And then, you know, as you get deeper, like what what happened to you? Oh, I got I got drunk. I'm, I'm a crazy drunk now. You know, like, what do you mean? You've never been a crazy drunk. No, nah, I'm a crazy drunk now. Don't don't worry about it. <laughs> like it does those things really well. The 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 not so well thought excuses and the double life, right? Which is where to me, which is why I like the stick character, right? Because you 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 have Matt Murdock and you have Stick, right? Stick is just this this person who lives for the mission, doing what he needs to do to complete it, right? Fucking willing to cut his own hand off to fucking keep fighting. Um, and throughout that whole entire series of, of the daredevil stick is always like, this is what you should be. <laughs> you should be me. Um, like you really, well, maybe the guy just likes, maybe the guy just likes practicing law. 
Well, no, no, no. So, so that that's what I'm saying, right? This is that that balance you're talking about, right? He's like, you just need to give in and do this thing, right? Because this is who you really are. And then you have his other other side as they're starting to go, what's wrong with Matt? What's going on with Matt? Matt, this is who you are. You know, you're the super righteous lawyer, like all that other shit. That's not you. That's not the person I, which is the thing that I hated in the Daredevil series. And I hated it here too. I, 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 I swear to you up and down. I hate the side characters that are not stick or Electra from the Daredevil series. I don't okay, like now. Tell me about Electra. Tell me about Electra. So Electra is I mean, another. I, I know the I know the character, but tell tell me about yeah, how so, uh, she was in the Daredevil series. So in the Daredevil series, she was a um, she was a play by Stick because she belonged to the organization that Stick belonged to to fight the hand, um, and she was kind of the in to pull Matt in deeper. Right. in in deeper into this to fighting the hand and, and helping them stop the hand. Um, that's what her job was initially supposed to be. She was supposed to pull him in so deep that he he let go of Matt Murdock and just kind of was the daredevil. Um, and at first he thinks she's a bad guy. Then he falls in love with her, all that stuff. And then, of course, at the end, they decide to to fight um and and try to stop the thing that's going on in whatever the daredevil series was i can't remember at the time what what was really happening um and what ends up happening is she dies and the hand takes her body to use it to make her the black sky uh but nobody else knows this of course until we get to this point you know this as a viewer uh so and she's a really interesting character and she's played really well by uh oh I can't think of the the person's name. What is the person's name? She looks like Famke Jansen. Um, she looked like Famke Jansen, Jean Grey. That's what kept coming to my head. Like I know it wasn't her, but I kept thinking she really looks like Famke Jansen. But <laughs> this this was all really interesting. So, uh, let's just jump back into Defenders. And I want to talk about The Hand, uh, yes. led by Alexandra, Murakami, Madame Gao, uh, Sawande, and did I get them all? I think I got them all. Alexandra, Madame Gao, Sawande, Murakami, and that would be four. Who's the fifth one? Who's the fifth uh, one? Uh, Bakudo. 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 <laughs> Called him Brock. <laughs> hey, Jesus. Did you see that thing about um, Pokemon bringing Brock and Misty back? No. Yeah, they're they're bringing them back for like a, a little oh, episode special or something. Right. But you know, any anyway, um, the hand, the the secret organization. Yes. I gotta say. Sigourney Reaver was really outstanding in this. She, she is just great. She was outstanding. That, that's mm-hmm. that's all I can really say. Uh, and she really played an antagonist really well, while still someone that was looking for ways to avoid death. And what I really liked is when she created the Black Sky with Electra. She kept talking about how she wanted to raise the black sky. 
So there's always that whole symbolism about having children is your legacy. It's your own kind of way of living mm-hmm. forever, living to the next generation. And then at the same time, she's the leader of the hand looking for the substance to live forever. So I thought that Alexandra's Gorney Weaver in this was a really, really good, deep character. Uh, and she really carried a lot of this, in my opinion. Uh, seems like I'm seeing a lot of people with kind of a meh thumbs down feeling towards this show. But I really think Sigourney Reaver really deserves a lot of credit for the carry job she did. I, I, so individually, right? I like a lot of the characters. I like the bad guys. I think the bad guys are played really, oh, really yeah. well. The of bad guys are great in this. This super secret organization that has existed forever. Um, and, and so much so. I, I love the play of like, you know, we came together. We, we sold our souls into the world, you know, by, by dividing and then conquering and then coming back together. But even, even through that, we've had our turmoil, you know, we've, we've tried to kill each other. We've done this, we've done that. Um, and, you know, but we've always been the hand. And I love that, that understanding of, of a lifetime of something like that, right? You, you, you fight and you jockey for power. But in the end, you know, when you have to come together, you come together. But they're always kind of looking behind each other, you know, like, like, are you trying to stab me in the back now? Like, like, oh, no, I'll save it for later, you know, and they always I I love that none of them show like really hard fits of anger because they've they've lived so many lifetimes and they've they've fought off probably so many attempts against them. And it's just always been this thing. So. I just I really liked their characters characterizations and I think it was played well. I think it was played really really well here. Um but I still feel like it it's also played really weak for an organization that should be this powerful to kind of almost be taken down by people who are stumbling over their own feet in a, in a way. Like I really wish there was a lot more coming together of the heroes, which is why I wish they played up the meat and, and, and the meet and greet of the heroes over the series rather than here. Right. I wish this was just the culmination of we figured let, let everything out. Let me take out. you to something. Let, let me okay. take you back to something. Do you remember the scene in the restaurant, the Chinese restaurant? Mm-hmm. I feel like that would have been the perfect place for what you're describing, where they're all sitting down and eating, and they can actually all collectively get their shit together. Of course, Jessica Jones eventually left, but still. But I feel like this would have been the place to do that, what you're describing. Yeah, but... To, so so here's my thing, right? You had five seasons leading up to this to do that shit, right? You can't do it in Daredevil. That's understandable, right? Because no one else exists before this factor, right? Um, you you can't really do it in Jessica Jones because Jessica Jones isn't dealing with the hand. She's dealing with another thing altogether. But then you introduce you introduce 
Luke Cage through Jessica Jones. And now, okay, so Luke Cage is here. And, and Luke Cage makes a pretty big stir to me in his series, right? And I feel like, and, and, and I'll jump to this, right? Because you have Rosario Dawson, right? Rosario Dawson is the connective tissue through all, se- all these series, right? Because she is in the series playing the same character. She plays the nurse in all of these series who who in Marvel lore for for those who are paying attention. She plays she's playing who will most likely become the night nurse, who is this lady who is a nurse Ah. to the superheroes. Um, Now, so is that any relation to the nurse that was in Doctor Strange? Yeah, kind of. So. And, and, and this is the other hard thing, right? So Doctor Strange is going to be playing up, right? He's, for, for his characterization, he's playing up because he's going to be more towards Iron Man and Hulk and all those people, right? In, in what will become later series. Whereas in the comic books, he is more in tuned with everything in the Marvel Universe. He has a bigger hand in the Marvel Universe than pretty much anyone. Um, like he kind of sits at the top with him, Iron Man. Uh, it's Doctor Strange, Iron Man, Mister Fantastic, and Professor Xavier are kind of the masterminds of the good guys in the Marvel universe. And Iron, and what happens is once Doctor Strange kind of becomes a thing, Iron Fist is his right hand. Um, there is there there that very, makes a lot very, of very, sense. They're very very interconnected. That makes a lot of sense stories. given their stories. That makes a yeah. lot of sense. Um, which is because they, they they end up at the same place is what happens in the comic books, which you can't do here, obviously, right? Um, Kung La is the same place that Doctor Strange ends up. That is where also Iron Fist ended up. Iron Fist is in that where Doctor Strange was? That's where was he in Kung Lung? I think it's called that. In I don't know if they called it that in the movie. But that's where it is. Because if it um, if it is, I would say that that makes a lot of sense. The fact that Doctor Strange and Iron Fist have stories that are kind of on the same wavelength that would make a ton of sense. Yeah, I could I could totally see that. But I don't know what what you're describing. That at some point the these characters should have been a bit more collective. I'm not entirely sure that I see it. I well, no. don't. What I just what well, I'm more, that is, I don't see where it could have happened. It, it, you could have done more of it in. So so here this is my problem, right? So you have Rosario Dawson's character. She's in every single series, and she meets every single person. She meets Matt Murdock. She knows that he's Daredevil. Um, and she she helps him, right? And then she's like, man, I don't ever want to have that experience ever again. And then Jessica Jones series comes around. She meets Jessica Jones. She helps her out a little bit. And in the Jessica Jones series, she also meets Luke Cage because uh, she helps save Luke Cage's life in that series. To you get to Luke Cage's series where she helps Luke Cage again, and then they fall in love and become a thing. Um, and then even even continuing, she is then also in Iron Fist and and becomes a thing. But she always has this one line in every single fucking in every series, which was, "I keep running into you people with powers." 
and it's fucking crazy. Whereas, okay. You just so, helped me remember something that really got on my nerves throughout the entire series. And it was how all of the heroes and even a few of the others, other characters kept saying, you don't want to know about this. Just stay away. The less you know, the better. The less you know, yeah. the better. You don't want to know anything about this. Oh, my God. That got to be so annoying. Like, everyone yeah. already knows. You, your supporting characters all already know you're a superhero and you have powers and know that crazy shit is going to happen. Stop saying that. That got to be so annoying, Kaz. It does, right? It, it gets it. It's super duper annoying, and so so my thing is right. In um, you you get to this this last part of the series, right? And that's the one moment where someone goes, "Let me introduce you to somebody," right? And you get. Uh, you, you get Luke Cage and 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 Danny Rand introduced to each other, right? Which is kind of a play up, right? Because like I told you, they're they're in their comic books best friends. Um, so you you get this play up of if you if you've read the comic books, you're like, oh shit, heroes for hire, like bullshit. Which I you know like a fucking nerd, I sat here and I did, and I was like, oh. <laughs> Um, well, even I, the the novice, was like, "Okay, is there something going on with these two? Are these two like, are these two like hanging out in another comic book or something?" And yeah, <laughs> L- literally. So, 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 if, if if to give history, if nobody knows this, right? So, Luke Cage was a very struggling comic book. It was a very hard thing to sell a black superhero. Um, but he they they tied him in really really well to the marvel universe and they didn't want to give him up as a character so they were like well what if we pair him with with some other kind of middling characters that aren't doing so well so they pair him with the iron fist danny rand um and because they're kind of these these mid-level characters they are like hey we're superheroes but we're not these other superheroes right we're not we're not getting to do any of this shit or we don't have the money to just sit around and do this shit. So what do we do? Like we could be heroes for hire, um, which becomes a bigger thing and it ends up involving all kinds of superheroes who go on to become bigger characters. It, it involved the Hulk. It involved Dr. Strange for a little bit. There's all these other characters who come through the heroes for hire series that go on to be big mainstays in the Marvel universe. Even Luke Cage and Iron Fist themselves have really big roles in, in certain areas in the Marvel universe because of this. And I thought it was a really cool thing back in that time when they did that. So I feel like if this continues, I would love to see kind of more of a nod to that, but here it's pandering. Well, there's, there's pandering and there's fan service. I think this was the they were sprinkling hints clearly. And I think that's fine because maybe in the next season of the Defenders they'll have a backstory where they've been working as heroes for hire together. Maybe Netflix will be able to squeeze a few more dollars out and give us like a five or six episodes of Heroes for Hire. Mm-hmm. And I think that's that's one thing about the Defenders coming out of it 
this definitely could have used a few more episodes to, yeah. to really flesh out everything. At the same time, I definitely think they could do another season of The Defenders. I definitely think they could do a season or, or at least a few episodes where there is some kind of crossover between Luke Cage and Danny Rand. I, I absolutely see that. And I feel like it would be silly if they didn't. I feel like, for me, The Defenders was uh, an okay and acceptable season one. It should not be the end. Because they've removed the big evil of season one, The Hand. Maybe in in a year or two, after another Luke Cage... After more Iron Fist, even another Daredevil, you could come back to it. And I guess you can throw Jessica Jones in there, too. Uh, <laughs> she has to be in there. Uh, Does she really? Does she really, Kaz? I mean, if we're going to, like, be nerdy, like, put your glasses I'm, up. Like, like if, if she, like, really, really has to be in there, then okay, fine. Fine. Just just give me another cameo appearance from Carrie Ann Moss, and I'll be okay. That'll be fine. <laughs> what, yeah. dude? She was yeah. Trinity, okay? She was Trinity. I understand, dude. She plays the she plays the lawyer. She's also in uh, Daredevil for a bit, too. So, like, she's all throughout this. Because she plays a very pivotal role, which I just looked it up. Didn't know this. Didn't know this at all. But apparently, uh, part of the whole Heroes for Hire thing is started by her. She She is the lawyer of Heroes for Hire. Oh, her nice. character. Her character is the like. Is it of. weird that in all of these superhero things, I love attorneys, whether it's Matt Murdock as Daredevil, or, or we're we're gonna get really weird here and say She Hulk. Like I mm-hmm. love She Hulk as a lawyer. Yeah, and e- even Phoenix Wright, uh, the the ace attorney that he is. Uh, all of these crazy things. I love lawyers, and I love courtroom drama where there is supposed to be superhero action. So I'm hoping in a future season of Daredevil, they go not full Law and Order, but I hope we get a little bit of Law and Order. Like, we we get some legal law stuff that Matt Murdock has to wiggle his way out of and occasionally has to get some help from Daredevil. I think for me, the Defenders got me interested in two of the Marvel Netflix series. That That's yeah. what it did for me. As a novice, I'm definitely interested in, I'll say two and a half characters. I'm interested in Luke Cage. I'm interested in Iron Fist, Danny Rand. And I'm interested in Matt Murdock, the lawyer. Not so much Daredevil, but I could, yeah. I could handle that. Two and a half characters I'll say I'm interested in. And I feel like this is a good starting point. This is a very good starting point. If you have not dove in into the Marvel Netflix universe, that, that's my final thoughts. And, I'll say two and a half characters I'm interested in, one half of a character I can tolerate, and that's all I'm going to say. Yeah, I think... 
I think I wanted more from this than I was going to ever get from this, and that's fine. That's it's it's fine. It's just what was there, it that you were, were looking for? What were you looking for? I don't know, man. I, I I was hoping for less TV show bullshit. Like I I was really hoping for less TV show bullshit, right? Like you have these people who have powers, right? Luke Cage is is and the the kind of unstoppable kind of force, right? And Jessica Jones has legitimate superpowers, right? That that's her whole thing, and she has superpowers, and she just doesn't use. Um, and you get to these points where they're like, "Yo, there's an ancient, there's an ancient evil organization." That's stupid. Really, the person with superpowers is going to tell somebody that a thing is stupid? That's unbelievable. Yeah. Okay. Like. I I just hate that. And it's such a TV trope, right? It's such a TV trope. It's not, they don't do that as much in comic books, right? Because it's a waste of time sometimes to do that in comic books. Whereas in comic books, you'll have unbelief, but then it is, it is like, yo, you you have superpowers, right? And, And you have all these other things going on around you that you you see and that you you experience so you kind of have to take these suspensions of of this shit could possibly be real right they can't play up any of the iron man shit right they can't do any of that and but they make these really snide mentions to it the they call these things like any marvel stuff that is the bigger movies is are called the event right so like the whole shit that happens in like iron man with like almost new york being destroyed is referred to as the event um and like it's just dumb because they can't make hard references to anything and i almost wish to a certain extent you just made this shit a separate universe altogether where that shit just doesn't exist, right? Just, just. But then they wouldn't be able to make cameos in the movies and provide fan service. Yeah, but uh, have any of these characters made any cameos in any of these movies yet? I'm just throwing it out there. That's, that's why I'm at. I right. figure that's why they would do it. Like, right now, legitimately, the only way I see that happening is with another doctor strange movie and maybe mentioning iron fist somewhere along the lines right i'm okay with that because those are the two characters i've liked the most right because those two would be interconnected they're interconnected in their comics because a lot of their shit is very intertwined but it's i don't know it's hard it's hard to want to really really get into these things when you know they're so limited um but I just wish that all the stuff that is going on here was more interconnected, right? Which probably after this, it will it will continue to be, right? I I, I you now have me excited for a possibly like buddy cop series of the Iron Fist and fucking Power Man, Luke Cage, like you know, like Heroes for Hire and Matt Murdock, Attorney at Law. Those those are what I want. <laughs> Um, I don't know, man. I, I, I liked all the series leading up to this. I even, I even kind of liked Jessica Jones and I, and I thought Luke Cage was handled pretty well, right? They kind of do this bit of a black exploitation thing. And I thought it's kind of a good homage to that and how they do it too. But overall, like coming, coming to this, it's just, it was just rough, man. 
it was really, really rough to sit through a lot of these episodes because it's just there's just there were moments. Talking. There were, were moments. there were moments. There were really great moments, but like it's just like, man, I wish you did that earlier. Like, I wish you did all this like awkward shit earlier, so we didn't have to have it here. Like, I I wish somewhere, maybe maybe in the Iron Fist series that like because I, I keep coming back to this thing of rosario dawson's character at any time at any fucking time she could have just been like yo i know who dared i know the daredevil dude like you want to go talk to him like let's go do that now and get that shit out of the way right like any other fucking time you could have did that shit like because she's the connective tissue through all of these things and she could have connected any of these characters at any time, right? Like, okay, Daredevil doesn't want to do that shit anymore. So that's his out, right? Luke Cage is in jail. That's his out at the end of his series. But before that, he's not. She's there. She could have introduced them. She could have been like, yo, Matt's a really good lawyer and you need a fucking lawyer. Like, because he needed a lawyer in a lot of the shit that <laughs> he, happened in the really series. A lawyer. Right. And she could have, she could have been like, huh, huh, I'm sleeping with this dude. I could get him a lawyer. Like, nope, nope, don't want to do that. <sighs> struggling, man. Fucking struggling. Well, I just I, I hate that shit, dude. And I and, and the thing that makes me even more mad is I know I know when fucking when Justice League comes out, I'm gonna have to deal with more of this. Actually, not as much of it. But I'm oh come on, D- don't tell me those little moments in the trailers with Akaban and Batman didn't make you giggle. They're cute, right? They're cute, and they're they're done well, right? Because that, you have that's to make what them super that's short. what all of these moments are. That's what all of these movies and all of these cinematic universes are about. They're about those moments more right. than anything else. But you have you have way more lead up in in these to get that shit out of the way. Like you have way more lead up to get that shit out of the way, and so you don't see because in justice league you don't have to have that awkward moment between wonder woman and batman they already did that right they already did that in the movie don't need to do that again all you just need to do now is 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 aquaman and and fucking and and the flash right and and cyborg cyborg's in there yo not out to my boy cyborg um yeah he's from detroit too yeah um and and but those moments are going to be handled really quickly and 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 kind of cool, right? But there's still going to be those stupid awkward moments, and there's still going to be like these these stupid jokes. And then there's like, going to oh, be man, those. I didn't know, there's going to be those. And then on the other side, there are going to be those moments where it's like, ah, that's funny, that's good. They're they're getting along, and we're having fun. <laughs> those, those are what those m- movies are about more than anything. They're about those yeah. moments where it's like, hey, they're getting along and having fun. That's yeah. what these movies are about. Yeah, it, it is. I just, I just, like I said, there's so much leading up to this, and I just wish we did some of it beforehand. That's all. Like, I understand you have to have those moments. I understand why those moments are there. I just wish we had a little bit of it beforehand. That's all I wanted. And um, I will say, as that. someone who was going in blind, no offense to Matt Murdock, this was a very good starting point because it has mm-hmm. me interested in two and a half of four of The Defenders. Yeah, 
And then that's pretty cool. I am, I'm glad it got you interested to at least maybe want to go back a little bit. So it's definitely, it's definitely something that if you've been following these series, it's worth a check out. I, I, I don't know if I would have liked it without having already watched everything else. I don't, I don't, I just, I don't think I would have been able to, to stomach it if I hadn't watched everything else. So you're, you're a stronger man than me. I will give you that. Well, I, I was interested and in, I figured we should try and do something a little topical yeah. and we did we did yeah and i, maybe I we'll do something this. like this i, I enjoyed this and i kind of have an idea of another one that we should do maybe not right away Ooh. but but let's let's, t- let's talk offline uh go ahead and well, wrap no, no, it up i want to i want to mention it now yeah. i have the thought possibly watching and this is also on netflix death note oh you really want to go there kaz yeah I'm you really sure want to do both it. Both have. I'm pretty sure we both have seen the animated series at the very least. I've seen yeah. the Japanese movies. Okay. Yeah. Um, so have I. Um. So I you really want to like, do it, Kaz. Do you really want to do it? I feel like we're we're, not we're, we're talking about do... it on the podcast. I guess since this is why I said we should talk about it offline, but since we're talking <laughs> about it on the podcast, Kaz, I I guess we're gonna do Death Note. Yeah, I guess I we're gonna like do it that. Falls note. in a good line to possibly do. All right, then then we're doing it. It's it's podcast official. Uh on on another episode of Two Nerdy Black Guys, Kaz and I, we're gonna talk about the Netflix adaptation of Death Note. Mister Cooper, take it home. Thank you for listening. Thank you for joining us. If you like this, if you like this kind of stuff, let us know. Uh, you can do that on twitter uh i am at king cast he is at just call me djm you can find the show at delta juliet mike.com or anywhere the that all you new delta juliet mike.com if like you haven't checked it out lately soul. if you have not checked out the all new delta juliet mike.com i suggest that you do winkity wink winkity wonkity um thank you for listening thank you for joining us like the show rate the show subscribe to the show do all those things tell a friend about the show because we're back baby we'd be back um and we'll be back again so do all those things that lead up to this thank you thank you and we out